Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of All Be the Judge of That. I'm your host, Evan Ryan Lewis. Here with me is my co-host. Say hi to the jury, Adam Eagle Rock. I'm Adam Eagle Rock, present and ready to rock. All right, I'm glad big, to hear big it. Big day, big day, big guest. Big guest today. Um, first of all, before we get to our guests, longtime listeners of the podcast know this is a anti-cat podcast. We don't we don't like cats here. That's correct. And I'll be the judge of that. Uh, neither of us like cats. We've never had a cat as a guest. Nope. On the show. Um, but what we always say is that we hate cats. We love cat people. That's correct. That's our that, thing. That is Don't absolute... hate the person. Hate the cat. Right. Right. It has nothing to do with the people. Today but we have. Why one... are you choosing a cat? You know. <laughs> <laughs> Today we have one of the cat people we do love. Ian Kilgore, welcome to All Be the Judge of That. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's it's good to be here. You guys got to give cats another chance, my friend. Yeah, I wanted you to kind of defend the cat people because I know it's we do a lot of cat bashing. The cat people don't really have a chance to respond. So here, here you are. I mean, I'm also a dog person, currently have a cat, and we love our cat. The thing about cats that make them so great, which I'd say having a dog is a bit more of a struggle, is like you can just let them do their own thing and still have a pet that you get to play with when you want to, mm-hmm. which is like crucial for, for a pet. If you're a busy person, like dogs, you got to walk them multiple times a day. You got to take them out to go to the bathroom. My cat, like I'll go a day or two without really interacting <laughs> with her and she's uh-huh. totally fine. <laughs> that blows my mind. Yep. So you're saying that cats are good for selfish people. Cats are definitely good. Selfish. I mean, I think I was trying to say busy people, but okay, cats are yeah, definitely yeah, good for that's selfish what I meant. People, people. Yeah. I mean, and they're soft. Dogs, I feel like, are, are not soft. If you want a, a critter that you can, like, pet and snuggle with. Critter. Yeah, you know, I feel like <laughs> cats are better than that. I mean, dogs are very much so. They love cuddling, too, but they're not, like, as soft as a cat is. What's the what? deal with the box? Yeah, that's really the, the biggest downfall of cats, I suppose. I One would w- argue that having to walk a dog multiple times a day is a downfall to have yeah. a dog. Mm. But there's nothing more degrading, I think, as a human than... <laughs> uh-huh. than Every day or every other day, cleaning the feces uh-huh. and of my pet. Uh-huh. I was like, I feel like I spend more time cleaning uh-huh. the cat box than I do my own toilet. Uh-huh. Which is really, it's 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 that is the downside right there. And they it stinks like even if you change it every day, like, like the cat litter has like a weird pungent odor that's just not what you want mm-hmm. in your house. Right. Um, and you know that's like an indoor cat problem. When this cat was an outdoor cat, it pooped outside all the time. It was fantastic that can happen oh yeah i've and i've had multiple cats like that my cat in college like she was outside most of the time so you've been a cat person for quite a while my whole life i grew up with tons of cats and tons of dogs like every you're a big animal fan big animal fan yeah i had chinchillas i had mice i had rats i had birds we have i have mice out back if you want yeah (laughs) (laughs) see no you need my cat yeah yeah the only cat i like is this cat i named charlie who comes every whenever wants to and just cleans up all the mice. No more mice problem. Cat disappears. Oh, yeah. My mom had this cat. She moved to a farm, like a tobacco farm in Connecticut. Uh, and basically the barn where she would park in had so many mice. Like, like, and, you know, when mice get into your car, they basically just like... In your eat, car? In your car, yeah. So they'll bury up into your hood and basically eat everything. Like your air filters. They'll make a nest there. They'll poop everywhere. And, like, you definitely don't want to be getting into your car and turning your AC or heat on. And, and a mice... Brat shit, you know, <laughs> sent at you. So she literally one day just, like, let her cat chill in the garage. And we were just watching her, like, catch, hunt and stalk all of these mice... 
and just like kill them all. And now, so, now when you turn the car on, it blows cat shit at you. Now it blows cat <laughs> shit at you. Um, all right. Well, anyways, I still don't like cats, but thank you for defending them. It was a noble effort. Um, welcome to the show. You know how the show works. I know how the show works. You came with topics. I got topics. As the guest, you get to go first. Let's hear your first one. Okay, so I'm going to preface this with saying this was the job that I did for all four years of college. I have experience doing this. And the second preface I have to make is I, anyone who's gone out to eat with me, knows that I'm a generous tipper, okay? Mm. One thing that has plagued my mind for the past year or two, maybe even more than that, is when these apps like Uber Eats and Postmates developed, there became this onus that we as the consumers should be tipping our delivery drivers based off a percentage of the order. Mm -hmm. And that is a concept that doesn't quite sit well with me. Hmm. Um, You know, I don't think the workload changes very much if you're bringing a Mm. pizza or Mm -hmm. four pizzas. Mm -hmm. The work that I'm tipping you on is the location from your restaurant that you're driving the food to. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and, and, and I say that as someone who delivered for a very busy pizza place all throughout college. And there were like corporate entities that would tip me on the percentage of the bill, but usually I was getting five bucks. Mm-hmm. So now these apps have been- five dollars. Yeah, five bucks in college. In college, yeah, each run, each person. So like I would, you'd go and basically, you know, you'd probably get three people's orders. They were that you know we'd line them up where they lived together. We had a big map of the the towns around us, and you'd you'd go and you'd probably come back with fifteen bucks every half an hour for thirty months. It was the most high paying job I think I had as a college kid. That's incredible. So it, you clearly didn't sell drugs as a college. Uh, <laughs> that's a whole other story. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing is, is like when I was delivering to college kids, you know, they were they would get a different treatment for sure. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it was like families in the neighborhood. Right. So, right. so what's the topic here? So the topic is, is I really don't think that delivery drivers should be tipped on a percentage of, of the bill. Okay. So the, I think the topic is, should you tip on a percentage of the bill or is it a flat fee for delivery? Or, yeah, flat right. fee. Whether you're delivering, delivering a $10 burrito or, or a whole, $100 yeah. gourmet, whatever. Or a whole plate of food. Right. It's a great, great topic. Great for a topic. I agree. What do you think, Adam? Uh, well... As I've talked about multiple times in the podcast about my tipping etiquette, my tipping etiquette comes from um, your your actual effort, yep. right? And and it's only tipped upon at the end of that effort. It is not a predetermined effort on my end for on a financial basis, right? So I'm not going to go. You know what? He's driving all the way from Echo Park to what to Saltel. Here's five dollars or here's ten dollars. No, it's did you drive successfully on time? From Echo Park to Sawtell, here is five dollars. Do you understand? I do understand. I actually do it the same way. I do it based on performance because when I order Uber Eats, I'm generally hungry. Yeah. And they usually take longer than you expect them to, so I'm really hungry. Right. And I watch them on the map. Like yeah, I do. See, yeah. And yeah. if they make a wrong turn, that's okay. gonna ding their tip. Right. And you see the car like yeah. do the one eighty. Uh-huh. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh guy got off on the four hundred five east. Like, what's what he is doing? he doing? Right. And he's got to come all the way take around through Westwood. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, yeah. he just that got is dinged. Absolutely, how you should be tipping your drivers. But does that go to say you will follow the guidance of these apps and give them the 15, 20% of your total that they should? I also, I I, I concur with you immensely on that. You should not be tipping on a percentage of the thing. However, I think that it's like there is a a point where you do tip a more generous amount. But if you're ordering 15, pieces of like pies of pizza like it is no longer if you if you're visualizing the delivery driver like parked in the red 
and he runs inside. He's got his flashers on. He runs inside. He grabs a pizza box, and the guy goes, hey, it's actually 15 pizzas. And he's like, what? Yeah. You know, now he's questionably getting a ticket. He's going back and forth. 15, like, yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's S- fair. Slip him a twin. I, I guess, you know, I'm not relatively in that situation much. Like, I don't find myself buying large orders. It's usually just for right, me. Right. It's just, just for you. For and Bailey, it's, you know? it's, it's Like one or two people. Right. I, th- I think that percentage, like the total value of the bill comes into it for me, definitely. But it's way more about their performance as a driver than the total value. Although they both do play a role. But here's the problem that I run into. And so at a restaurant, more than happy to, to tip generously like that. I like Yeah, that. they're, they're like, taking care of you. Right. You know, the right, driver. Different. Yeah. So yeah. they ask you right when you place the order for the tip. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> No, zero dollar. And I, yeah. you have to enter it in, right? Yeah, you have to yeah. like customize zero dollars, send that in. And because they're like, would you like to tip now or whatever? And then it, I'll log back into Postmates the next time I'm hungry, mm-hmm. like a week later, whatever it is. And it's just like, how did Sean do? Right. And I was just like, I'm so hungry at this point. That's why I'm ordering this. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. You know, yeah. I don't care how Sean did last week. I'm looking for what Sean's doing today. <laughs> You know, and then I'm following the cycle of really never tipping the delivery driver. And then now I feel guilty. I always tip a delivery driver, but I always enter in zero when I make the order because it's going to depend on their performance. Oh, you slip them a dollar no, no, after, after they deliver it. Like you I say, it. leave it at the door. Do they leave it at the door? Or do they call me? I'm here. And like, it's a standoff to see who comes out or whatever. Right. No, it's like, yeah. I want to see how you're going to do. Are you going to make a wrong turn? Are you going to be there on time? Are you going to be a pro? I'm not, I don't know that when I place the order. I definitely think that's a new thing. It did not. It used to be when you, when the driver on these apps would say, "Hey, I delivered this," then it would you'd get the prompt like, "Exactly, How do, you do you want a tip?" And then I guess because of people like you guys stiffing people way too often, <laughs> yeah, I had to change yeah. it to ask up front. But I really think it should come after you're tipping on yeah. the service. That it's it's weird to pre-tip in a sense. Like you didn't it even is. do the thing, right? Yeah, why? That's would I, that's the, how could I choose the you know. You haven't even proven me that you're awesome yet. You know, I want to. This is the problem I'm having. This is it. I've been complaining about this at coffee shops, everything. It's like every time you. I like the concept you could just pay for something right now, then you pick up your food and leave. That's it. I love that. However, I don't like the concept that you have to now tip in the first transaction. Okay, with that being said, when you're going to get takeout or you're getting like a coffee to go at a place, not you called it in. How do you feel about that situation where when you pay with the credit card, you're also being asked to leave a tip before the baristas make your coffee? That's so what we were saying. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, like nah. to tip after the service is yeah, completed. Just go in and give them cash. No, you have to tip before, but it's a, it's a horrible situation. You end up not yeah. t- I, I honestly end up not tipping. I, t- I agree. And then I over tip, you know, I, yeah. I make up for it <laughs> to the time. server at Dan Tanis. Yeah, like I, so for me with that, I go to pretty much the same coffee places over. Like I have one in Venice. That's the other problem. Um, That's a caveat. Dinner, lunch, yeah. Everybody, and then the Starbucks next to my work. Like I know that they're good. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I've yeah. been going there long enough. I have a rapport with you know the staff of each. Basically, where I'm like, I'm gonna give you tips up front because I know you're yeah. gonna hustle yeah. to get me what I want. And they'll sometimes slip you a free coffee. Or oh something. Yeah. yeah, or like yeah. a pastry or something. Yeah, love the pastries. Okay, so to wrap yeah. this one up, yeah. Ian, do you tip on a percentage or the? Or, flat or no. Fee. I'm flat paying fee. a flat fee. Adam? Flat fee. Okay. I like flat fee as well. And a reminder to everyone out there that we post the topics on our Instagram at JudgePod on Fridays and everyone can vote. At JudgePod. At JudgePod on Instagram. All right. Ian, you want to throw in another one? Yeah, I got another one. Um, you know, this can really range 
to to any type of season, but this this topic always comes up fresh in my head after the winter season as we're winding down from ski season, as this is something that I feel like plagues many friend groups out there. And I don't think that plagues anyone plagues many friend plagues groups. many friend groups. And I don't yeah. think anyone has really discussed the proper decorum for a friend group to do in this situation. I know I've asked many, many, many people over the years how they handle it. But the topic is, if you're planning a trip um, that has hotels and travel with a group of friends, all right, and they bail last minute, I mean, 24 to 48 hours before the trip, mm-hmm. is that friend who essentially is leaving you high and dry mm-hmm. responsible for either A, still paying their compensation, mm-hmm. and either B, finding you a replacement mm. that you want in your, you know, that, that you would still want to come, not just yeah. a random, but someone like, hey, Sorry, I can't come. Greg's filling in for me. Uh-huh. Take my spot. <laughs> you know, this is a good topic. I don't think that you can find a, a stand-in like that. Just so I, because you don't know who the person is. Never did I think that I could find a stand-in, but my friend group is getting larger out here, where there's actually plenty of people who are friends of friends that I like and do the same stuff. as But us. the friend group has to approve. You can't be like, "Hey, I can't make it this weekend," but this guy I met at work's gonna <laughs> join you. Like, yeah, it, I don't. Th- it has to be someone you Surprise. are all mutually know. Yeah, I think for me to buy and into approve that of. That's a whole separate topic. That is a whole separate topic. Can you have a can you fill in? Yeah. Can Greg just fill in? It's I like, think no randos can fill in. It's like when you go to a play and they're like, filling in for Ian this weekend will be right. Jimmy. Yeah, no. That, I mean, I don't, I don't really think that works. And You've I, never met him, but he will pay one-eighth of the Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and you tip know, on a yeah. flat fee. And tip on a flat fee. It's true. My stance is to just pay your portion. Like, you're putting those people out, um, you know... I think the thing, it goes back to the, the, the place being refundable or non-refundable, right? So if like... But the group's going to go. The group's, no, 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 the group's like, gone. Yeah. So, so much like, for example, like we just booked this surf trip, right? Yeah. And we're not leaving till August. And the, you have to pay, buy your flight. Everyone individually buys yep. their flight, right? And then you have to put a deposit down. And it's a non-refundable deposit. And it's like $500. And then you pay the rest of it... After. After, you know, yeah. like two weeks before, prior. So I think it's like, you know, if the place is non-refundable, like I'm not, you, you know, I'm not covering your portion. Like yeah. if you're committing to doing something, you're committing to doing something. Like so you if you can't, that's on, that's on you. But the only extenuating circumstances I would say is like a death in the immediate oh, family. Yeah. And you got to bring the death certificate. <laughs> this is like trying to get a refund on like a, a race. Yeah, I guess more what I was thinking about is people bailing just because they didn't feel like going. No. Yeah, so you, yeah. you'd collect the deposit for that trip from all your friends who are going? Yeah, well, yeah. it was actually it was phenomenal system. I guess they've run into this exact same situation. So you pay the the actual place, like yep. the, this like surf camp thing. You actually like put in your deposit, and then they can't hold your reservation until everybody pays that right. deposit separately, or at least they hit the sum total. That is... Uh, if only Airbnb would install this type of feature in all of their things, where if you add a guest to uh-huh, your trip, uh-huh. then they're then they immediately just become responsible for your portion. You know, right. like that would. How far Airbnb, in advance did they cancel? Um, you know, if you a week out, I guess the problem that I, that I always have is that I, we plan trips well out in advance. Right. It's like, hey, like schedule your PTO with work. You know, like make sure you can actually go before you commit and like that. Right. Like I just had a trip where like two people were basically their work was just like, no, 
I was like, we've been planning this for three months. Like, right. No, why, why, why did you wait a week to right. tell them? I was like, we've literally locked in the Airbnb three months ago. Yeah. And in that situation, I think that they should pay their shares if they were going. Yeah. So, you know, and it's, it's ultimately, I feel like the same, I think I only feel so strongly about this as I'm regularly the bag holder in the situation. Mm. Who's like taking the initiative <laughs> right. to find the Airbnb. Right. And it's on to, your to card. It, well, is, if you book the Airbnb, if, if we're all hanging out here and you're like, let's go to Montana and we booked the trip right now and we're all like high and mighty about it. And a week later, right now it's like next Friday or something. And I'm talking to my boss and all of a sudden I can't go. And I already paid for that. Like, I think that there's something we could figure out. Oh, know? definitely. But if we're like, you know, if you're, if it's a week before we leave and it's like, Hey, you know, reminder, like you're getting the cheese its and I'll bring the chicken. Yeah. Like, you know, like, <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, about that. Yeah. I can't, I can't go, I can't go. like now nah, you're, you're footing the bill. Adam's yeah. on a heavy cheese its and chicken diet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As you can tell, we just got a Costco sized box of cheese. its ourselves. And, uh, <laughs> Did yeah. I ever tell you about my first Costco run in my entire life? My please, first time, please tell me solo grocery shopping. I, I, in college, right? I've never gone grocery shopping. I've always I'm assuming gone you with paid my mother. Five hundred dollars for everything, right? Over shopped. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Well, I was so overwhelmed because we went to <laughs> what was BJ's, similar to Costco. I have BJ's, yeah. And I walk in and I just didn't know what to do, and I left with cookie dough and Cheez-Its. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, those are two good things. You uh, always want Cheez-Its. I'm starving the rest of the week. Yeah. Okay, so Ian, if someone bails a week before do they pay their share or is the rest of the group covered i think it's on them to pay their share and if they can they bring a stand-in to cover their share i think a mutually mutually agreed upon mutually agreed upon stand-in could mm. be entertained um you know many trips people you you book a trip with your friends and then you have like lingering friends who are like oh i want to go and it's like sorry there's mm. no bed for you you need like you almost need an alt list yeah what if you're what if you're standing can't go who who then has the front back the bill. to the original person who who brought <laughs> six, the stand in? Six weeks later, you're like, hey, yeah. I know you succeeded <laughs> on your stand in, but uh, Adam, if someone can't go a few weeks before, do they pay their share? Yes. And can you bring a stand in? No. And I I agree. I think you have to pay your share and no stand ins. Um, I'll throw a topic in here. Ian, you're a you're a a master of the cinematic arts. Um, at a movie theater, can you ask the theater to turn the volume down? That's a thing. This, um, this girl, uh, this girlfriend of mine, told me that her mom did this recently. She thought the movie was too loud. She went out to the front desk and said it's too loud in there, and they accommodated her request. I was like, you can't do that. That is what? Yeah. Hey, I'm shocked that they accommodated. Me too. Because <laughs> I feel like you know they. It's it's not everything's pretty much digital now, but they have people who basically set the rooms up and you know. I'm pretty sure comedy. Yeah. The theater checked the levels before they just opened to the general public or not. But I feel like you got to know if you're going to an action movie in the movie theater, it's going to be loud. And I want it to be loud. I'm go half the, the experience for me is the amazing sound system that these studios. Well then conversely, can you ask them to turn it up? No, I don't think you should, you should pay and accept that professionals have set up your movie going experience. And Uh they've sold you that experience. Uh Um, If you, don't like the darkness in the theater and you have a problem with the volume, <laughs> uh-huh. you should probably be staying home to watch your, your movies. This is, I, I, for some weird reason, <laughs> I've spent 30 years of my life never thinking once that there's volume in a movie theater. So you're a normal person. I, I just, I, I never <laughs> thought that there was like an up or down. Like I just thought it was like, 
it was there was no choice. I believe it's they not, can control the volume of a movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I now I'm like now control. I'm thinking about it, of course like but like I just never once in my life was just like well this is too loud. I wonder where the volume knob is. Like, could you but, imagine going out and being like I'm in theater seven and the mu- and the music's too loud? Really? I would never do that. Like I can't. E- I honestly can't even imagine. But also I'm a grown I'm a grown up and I don't really get upset or flustered by things being too loud. Right. I don't think that bothers me that much. I pretty much adapt to well wait I, wait another 40 years yeah you know it's it's interesting because my mom has hearing issues and she wears headphones when right. she does it um that like connect right into her cochlear implants and oh wow i'm pretty sure she can control the volume <laughs> so she has she, has, she could turn it down herself yeah she, yeah. she has peak peak moving going experience uh-huh um that's it, it's interesting because like as you get older, I feel like your hearing would get worse. Although well, that's what's yeah. so interesting is that when you get older, your hearing gets worse. They can't hear a thing. These old people, but then when they go to like a wedding, they're like, "It's so loud!" I'm yeah. like, "You can't hear!" Like, it's I don't. Like, what do you mean? Right. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's actually as your ears deteriorate. I've learned this now. It's it's not so much about the volume as you lose the ability to discern the different decibels and what people are actually saying. So you just hear loud noise, but you can't make out what the noise is hmm. so i'm sure like it's probably pretty annoying but also this is i'm sure she would ask if uh you could turn the subtitles on in the movie theater as well it's oh that would be definitely inc- that type incredible of yeah yeah you're a subtitle guy oh huge subtitle oh, guy you know i live with a subtitle woman and some good topics in there i i have spectacular hearing it doesn't come up where it's I... not it's not the hearing and and my brother bobby who's in the arts you know he's he's very against the subtitles yeah because he said it takes away from the acting it's, i agree it's, it's pulling away from what's the, the story i promise you someone looked at the picture that's on screen for a very long time to make sure that is what they wanted right and i think to just throw text over that is you're, you're killing 15 percent of the screen with it. i agree with you and someone like you know a director and an editor and I'm well, sure it, lots of producers. It bothers me. The only time that I turn the subtitles off is when they come from the top. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a bottom. Subtitles are bottom. Subtitles are bottom. They bottom. should be bottom. Yeah. You are a bottom, aren't you? <laughs> Very much um, so. Ian, can you ask the movie theater to turn the volume down? Absolutely not. Adam. Not a chance. Mia, I say no as well. Uh, Adam, you want to put a topic in? Yeah, I'll throw a topic in. When you see someone taking a selfie... Can you ask them if you want them, if you want to take the photo for them? <laughs> you know, you see them like doing their right, thing. They're like, right. you think, can you go up and be like, hey, do you want me to take the photo? <laughs> I personally think there's only one situation in which someone would not be seen as a, a creeper to offer the said services. And that is if it's a noticeable group struggling to get everybody in <laughs> to take that picture. Right, right. Where it's like, hey, like you're clearly dropping the ball right here. Like I can stand back five feet and get this perfectly for you. But I think if it's if it's just one person solo, like, hey, hey, taking a picture of themselves, it would be a little bit weird. So I did it. <laughs> I was I was on a nice romantic date at at this place, Gladstones, and it we were. Sitting. That's, that's the first time anyone's ever said that sentence. Yeah, right. <laughs> and we were sitting like over like the water, the beach area, right? Yeah. And there's it was just us two at like this two top, and there's two vacant tables next to us. And then this lady just came, you know, it was, we were watching the sunset kind of thing. Uh-huh. This lady just came out of nowhere, like you know, in her sixties, seventies, or something, and she had her like mojito in her hand. And she sits almost like part of our two top yeah. now, right? She's like so close and, and starts trying to get like a selfie. 
and I'm, I'm watching this happen. I'm so distracted. I can't even talk to the person I'm with. I'm like, what the, what the hell is going on? And so I went, I was like, you want me to take the photo? <laughs> and she's like, that would be so lovely. So she was struggling. Yeah. And now I think yeah. that I just got her, her match.com photo <laughs> for sure. I mean, yeah, I guess when you first said that I envisioned someone not struggling and you just seeing like a, a young influencer type taking a bunch of photos. Right. You're like, like, hey, do you want me to help with that? I right. have a different vantage point of what you're trying to do. Right. But if it's like someone who is noticeably like... I don't know if she was struggling, but she was very <laughs> alone. You know what I mean? Like You might have made her day, honestly. You know, I think it could be very situational. But, but if you offer somebody help, you're kind of assuming that they're struggling. Right. Like, yeah. I remember being in China many years ago eating, like, a ramen soup kind of thing with chopsticks. And you can only imagine, like... <laughs> yeah. Right. And at, at, at one point, someone on the staff of the restaurant came out and presented me a fork and a spoon. Ooh, that did that sting a little bit? It stung. I'm yeah. like, because and I, we don't speak the same language. And yeah. they're probably all in the back room, like, look at this gringo trying to yeah. eat soup. Yeah, the, like, gringo do, is definitely the word. Right yeah. word in that situation. Like, what, yeah. do we, what do we do? Do we help them? Do we not? And so they came out with a fork and the spoon, which I appreciated. But it also was, cl you're, you're clearly making it known that this person doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. So like, like you were saying, if it was like some young influence for taking a selfie and you're like, oh, this girl takes a hundred of these a day. Right. But, you know, so maybe it is a little bit insulting to offer your help. What if you clarified, like, I think you're doing a great job. I'm just against <laughs> selfies, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to be one to offer my photo taking ability. Well, here, let me, let me double down with this. This is where it gets interesting. Then her friend finally joins her, which I was shocked that she had a friend there to begin with because why wasn't she out there help taking yeah. a photo? They sit down. She goes right back to the selfie game with her friend. And now I'm sitting I'm like, I'm not asking twice. Right. You know, and I'm waiting for her to now to come up to me and be like, can you do what you did so perfectly before? And I'm <laughs> fair, fair. Um, okay, Ian, can you offer someone help when they're taking a uh, selfie? I don't think you should even get involved. No. Yes. You say yes, oh, obviously. You did it. And I said no. Um, we have time for one more topic. Ian, as a guest, final topic. What do you I, have for us? <clears throat> if you go to a friend's house, could be to just hang out. Pick them up. If you're going to a friend's house and you detect an odor that is significantly <laughs> less than pleasant, uh -huh. do you inform the person that something in their house really smells? You're like, hey, man, there's a cat taking a shit. Yeah, I was just, about, I was yeah. just about to from say the, this. This comes from the cat man himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, you've left molding food out uh -huh. on top of your refrigerator. So I think, have you been there before <laughs> and it didn't smell and now you're there and it smells? You know, I'm going to go. <laughs> That's a good question. Because if it's like a constant smell, yeah, you're like, this guy's house this just smells like person. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying this ever happened or the people that I'm thinking about, but I'll say this was a new odor. This was it was, a, new it was odor. a new one. Yeah. Um. How were you, were you dressed warm? Can you open up the window? You you could always, I guess you could always open up the window. It's like, know. it's 50 degrees out. Why are you opening up the window? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. You know, and I, I think uh, my stance on this is that if something st stinks in someone's place, I would want to know. Please mm -hmm. tell them. Um, Does something smell in the studio? Nothing smells, no. You're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I have a nose like a... <laughs> German Shepherd, baby. This place does not smell. It sm if, if anything, it's going to smell like palm oil or whatever the hell I'm doing, spraying all over the carpet. Yeah, it smelled like fresh smoothie to me. It's yeah. great here. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the thing, the thing about foul odors is that you can get used to them relatively quickly. 
So like if something yeah. smells bad in a house, the owner might not even realize it. Because they are used to You it, get yeah. used to it like pretty quickly. When you walk in, you're like, ooh. But like 10 minutes later, it for whatever reason, your body can just kind of mask it. And there, yeah, which is so horrible that our bodies do that. Right. And that's why I think, you know, you should tell them because they're probably already used to it. You know, barring that it's not a hygiene issue because then that's a whole nother topic and a right. whole different discussion. But like, you know, people forget that they left, you know, a, a half a Swiss roll next to their couch or something. Right, you know? right. Like things definitely happen, but. What's a Swiss roll? Uh, it's like a little pastry, like a, like a, a yodel, like a, little, a little chocolate thing, you, like little a, Debbie. <laughs> little, <laughs> a little who? Is that the name of your cat? <laughs> Hey, little little like snacks. You never had Swiss rolls as a kid. What did your What did you guys have for packed oh, lunch? Oh man, you got it. My mom bought the off-brand Oof. stuff, like you know, not Cheerios, but like Shoprite's O's. O's yeah, yeah. You know. not, hey, the, I, there's no, there's no hay in the off-brand stuff. That stuff's pretty good too. Um, Probably made in the same factory. So I, I actually I, I never say this, but I really agree with Adam Eagleock. I think that was a great insight about if it was a consistent odor or a new odor. Because a consistent odor, I think you don't say anything. You're like, that's just how this place smells. Mm. You yeah. guys would just let your friend, a friend, not an acquaintance, just live their life as a stinky person? Well, I, it might I not feel be like them you as... wouldn't. I feel like you'd be like, oh, it like, smells like, <laughs> like, I could just yeah. picture the Larry David in you come out, and once you walk in, you get hit in the, whoa, what whoa. is that? Open a window. But not if you expect it. Like, you know the smell of a subway, you know? Yeah. Street. Right, right. Mm. Subway restaurant chain, they have a distinct smell. It's a horrible smell. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Subway. Like no, the- like the sandwich shop. Those places stink, but they all stink exactly the same, you know? True. You know but- what you're going to get when you walk in. I feel like if you're overly an asshole about it in the beginning, like right when you walk in, yeah, I almost think that plays better than being polite about it. Like if you're like, oh my God, what is that smell? You know, like it's so like off-putting versus kind of be like, hey, Hey man, I, I think something's kind of smells in here. You want to like crack a window? I'd be like, way more. It's not like get, way more endearing. It's like disappointed versus what, angry. What they're doing to produce said odor? You just have them crack a window. I okay. If something smells in the house, also there's candles. Like, what yeah. are you? What are you doing? You know? Yeah. And you know, you can get an air filter. I don't think I have a stinky place. No one's ever said that to me, which is why. You know, I'm like, you can all just take a little bit better care of your living situation. Maybe, yeah. Okay, so Ian, what do you say on this one? I think you should absolutely tell your your friend, Adam. Oh, this is this is a great topic. I I I'm gonna. I if you're close with your friend, you tell your friend. I, I, you kind of, or you yeah. And I, I think if it's a new smell, you say something. If it's consistent, you don't. Unfortunately, we're out of time, which stinks because we could talk about this all day. Uh, but Ian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And it's great to have a, a great cat person join the show. And we show... need more cat people. Yeah, come on. It's Although I will say it's pretty tough to find them. They kind of, you know, we, we hide a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. their apartments all smell like cat shit. Yeah, we live in a dog world. <laughs> but cats are great too. Ian, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, amigo.